0: Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, Boker Tove, good afternoon. Good evening. How are we doing? How Did you are forget we? one? Well, I said Boker Tove hoping people would know that means good morning. Okay. So
1: you changed. Good morning. We hit twenty episodes, and you changed. Switching things up, you got <laughs> to.
0: There comes a point in time where you just gotta slide in something new, you know. Yeah. Well, what's going on? Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, you
0: know, Merry Christmas, to everybody out there. You enjoy your holidays with your family. We love you. Oh me. Well, why not? You know, it's a Christmas episode. Our brains. At this point, my brain is just like Jello. Yeah. I am, I finished up seminary last week Yeah, and for the semester and still, you know, you would think, and if you're a student, you feel for me, I'm I'm with you, We've, we're together, but you get done after this long semester, it's just been exhausting and draining. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, man, there's so many things I'm going to get done. I can't mm-hmm. wait. To not yeah. This. And yeah. for the last like five days, it's just been a, a pool of brain matter, just swimming. <laughs> It's just uh, like I don't, yeah, n- nothing. Like I'm struggling. I'll be honest. With, I'll be honest. My kids coming tonight for youth. Like I have been struggling with this text today. And guess what? It's three verses. Yeah, we're gonna we're covering about nine, but there's a part. It's three verses, and I'm just like, Lord, what do you want me to say? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's, you know, it's gonna be one of those kind of days, and. Yeah. Jesse, it's our last episode of 2020.
1: It is. Well, and it's our last episode of season one, so we're going to be taking a little bit of a break so we we can plan for the next season.
0: Yes, so let's tell the people when we'll be back. Mm -hmm. I have the date locked in, I believe. Yes, Mm because I start class the 18th. We will start back the 19th of January. Mm -hmm. We're going to push it back a little bit. We'll do two weeks in January to kind of set the stage for February. We're going to get everything figured out. Hopefully, some more interviews. We've mm-hmm. got some people that we're going to bring on, get some different topics and series going. But one of my favorite things of Coffee with Vernon has actually been our interviews. And so we're going to have some more of those. Yeah. Um, I will tell you one that is on my hit list Pastor Larry. Oh, yeah. And our whole goal of the podcast has been for a platform for people to hear the truth of the gospel and to hear exactly what Christ has done in our lives. Mm -hmm. And then for people to be reached through that, you know, that that's our whole goal of this. And so I want to give some people a a platform to be able to share their heart and to reach others. Because like our episode with Jamie is still, I think, is growing in number because of her friend group that she was able to reach through that. Yeah, and through them watching, if they don't know the Lord, maybe that they're getting poured into. a seed planted. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just saying, man, I'm looking forward to season two. Mm-hmm. But hey, we are festive. We have a tree. We got and fake candles. That's real. Yeah. Um. But we are. We got random, really random. Don't know where this tree came from.
1: It was the, the only Christmas decoration left. Because everything else this is, is in the worship center. Facts.
0: And some random ornaments uh, that Jesse spilled throughout the hallway. Yes, I did. You're welcome. <laughs> Throw you under the bus. Uh, um, and so we're real fast. quite a scene. But yeah, I'm in a mood. So we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. There you go. That sounds good. We've had some phenomenal, phenomenal Christmas sermons these past couple of weeks mm-hmm. from Brother Malone. Yes, Um, And I think for me, why I say it's been so phenomenal for me is because I've been in Matthew teaching on Wednesday nights and it's really, really fresh, right? He's been going from Matthew, Luke, jumping around to different Christmas narratives, which has been really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just this year... And this is not a fault on any pastor who has preached Christmas that I've been in front of from the church I served in, in Greenville to hear anything. This is a fault on my part. But this is like the first year, and I think we talked about last week, that I really have taken heed of the moment Yeah, to just sit back and enjoy and remember truly in my heart, not just say it, this is why we gather for this season. This is why we celebrate. And so Malone's messages have been really convicting to my heart, really encouraging because of being in Matthew. Um, And so we want to talk a little bit about Christmas today. Um, And then, how I want to kind of end out the 2020 season, year, and everything with Coffee with Vern um, is just to encourage you folks uh, with some stuff to enjoy your holidays with. Um, But what have you got? You've got a journal and some notes. I mean, you came prepared. And <laughs> yeah. I'm over here with the Valley of Vision and my Bible not
1: prepared. No, you know, we, we talked about we want to talk about Christmas stuff, so I have the the notes I took from Malone's sermon. See, I left mine at home. Man. I, I know. My journal I use
0: for Sunday mornings. to keep it home because if yeah. not, I won't ever have remember
1: it. it. Yeah, so I have that, and then, of course, I have the Bible. And then I have, I told you this before I came in here. I was going to look over the text that he went over on Sunday, but I got stuck in Isaiah. So. You know, if perchance uh, we head in that direction, <laughs> yeah, for about an Since hour and a half. That's a
0: fun, easy book to talk about. Yeah.
1: So I have some notes from that too. But it has, it kind of goes along with his last um, message, which is about the shepherds. So,
0: yeah. I mean, if you want to, I, I will say, I'll start a conversation and then you take it because you've brought some notes and oh stuff. Oh, gosh. I, okay. So Sunday talked about the shepherds. Something amazing that I never um, really pulled together about the shepherds in here. I'm going to pull out my Bible too and we can talk about it a little bit. Mm. Um, Luke 2, but something I found amazing was that whole emphasis that he put on uh, to go. Yes. To to go and share what they have seen, the news that they have received. I'm just looking at chapter 2 and what I'm loving is just rereading it again. And verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Cause in verse 16, and they went with haste yeah. to go see what was in Bethlehem. Yeah. Haste. I just I want the response of the shepherds in my I want that response in my own heart and life. Of they received the news and they went with haste and excitement. Mm. Um and do I approach the scriptures, do I approach my relationship with the Lord with excitement? That's what I gathered from Sunday with that verse sixteen of the haste is they went with excitement to see. I have the Lord dwelling within me through the spirit and there, uh, when, how excitement, how much excitement do I bear every day?
1: Yeah. Towards that. Well, see, it's the same thing with the woman at the well, right? Yes. I mean, she has those secret it's sins that nobody knows. And Jesus comes up and says, you know, what is your husband? What does he ask her about her husband? Well, I don't have a husband. Well, you say correctly, you don't have a husband. So then he very gently tells her about her secret sins And as soon as she repents, boom, goes tell everybody in the community, these people in the community who have very bad uh, views of her, same thing as the shepherds, they don't care about people's views of them anymore. They just go.
0: Yep. And she, what's amazing about her story is not that she was just a woman. Right. She was a woman who had many relations. Many. Many. And so she even had more, Mm -hmm. um, Whatever you want to call it, towards her animosity. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so
1: I just, yeah, we'll uh, see. There's so many applications. There is,
0: <laughs> and then also what stood out to me because we've been talking about with Matthew is that Jesus came for the poor. He came for the outcast. Yeah, we've seen that through Matthew cr- like crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and I found it amazing how he started his ministry in a Gentile city. Yeah, all right, the first people to to receive the announcement and to go where the outcasts, the lowly the lowly. Yeah, that's kind of where I got stuck last night. Oh, boy, I was stuck yeah. on Sunday with that. But in chapter 2, Luke, the birth of Jesus, what I loved was the emphasis that Malone gave on that these were the lowly. The shepherds mm-hmm. were seen as outcasts. And I didn't know this, but they could not bear testimony.
1: Yeah. See, that's what got me, too, is that shepherds and women could not could bear, bear, testimony bear testimony in a court. Yeah. And, and so even though they couldn't bear testimony in court,
0: what that meant as well was they were ostracized and not seen as having worthy opinions
1: yeah. of anything. Their reputation was very poor. Yes. Very poor. And see, that's where I got stuck because Malone talked about his points where the king came on time, the king came humbly and the king came for me. And that's when, in his point, the king came for me is where he talked about the shepherds. They were the uh, bottom of the social ladder. And that's where I got stuck. And like it, I was like, that makes total sense because who does God tell us to go to? The weak, the oppressed, the the outcast, the widow, the orphan. And then, so I went back to Isaiah, and Isaiah is telling Israel, you know, get ready for judgment because you're rebelling. Now they're doing religious practices, but it's completely empty. And one of the specific examples that he gave was because they were taking advantage of the weak and the oppressed. They were not taking care of the weakest members of their community. Mm. Like Isaiah specifically says that. Um, 1, 16 and 17 says, Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil deeds, from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, and plead the widow's cause. It was a very specific thing. And so then, again, I'm reading it, and I'm going, these are weak, oppressed, lowly members of society. Jesus came humbly, you know. So then I moved on to, of course, chapter 9, chapter um, you know, for unto us a child is born. Mm-hmm. And so everybody knows six, for unto us a, a child is born, unto us a son is given. But I backed up to four, for the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. Another very specific example, yeah. which you're getting ready to talk about. Yes, I am. in youth. so what, what was that moment when Gideon beat the Midianites, when he took over? With his tiny little army yes, by the power of God. Now, who was Gideon? The least of his father's house. That's right. And the lowest The tribe. lowly
0: of lowlies. Okay. Give you another one. Yeah. Ehud. Yeah, there you go. Left-handed. Left-handed. You know what left-handed meant? You aren't a good warrior. You're not seen as being able to bear a sword. Yeah. Meaning you're not seen as being able to lead in Absolutely. any form or capacity. Absolutely. Isn't it strange in a good way? that we see this theme of the Lord pursuing the lowly for his glory and for his work throughout all of scripture. Yeah. Zacchaeus. Yep. We little men tax collector. Matthew was tax collector. Yeah. Constantly we are seeing this theme play out. And I think it just, it goes to show that God's purposes are far beyond man's. Mm Mm-hmm and there is a heart and a passion to pursue those that are seen as outcasts in this world. Yeah. Man, that gives me comfort. It does.
1: We'll see. And then you go on <laughs> to things like the the prophecy he was going to come on a donkey, right? And so people, what do they expect? Like a war king yes. like David. Even though David knew to be a good king you had to be a shepherd. Like that is cited many times in the Bible, shepherd of the people. Again, why would you make yourself title Shepherd of the People when shepherds are so lowly. Let's let's move beyond the fact that coming on a donkey is really a humble way to come into something. Yes,
0: it's not a majestic animal, it's but not I a majestic love animal donkeys.
1: But ancient dignitaries would come in on donkeys in a civil procession, mm-hmm. not a war one. So when someone came in on a donkey, it was for peace. It was for peace. Full expression of Christ yeah. is coming too. Prince of There's peace, mighty God, wonderful counseling there yeah.
0: too. I'm gonna leave. I can't <laughs> can't get into all that, my brain.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I really got stuck when he got talking about the shepherds and them being lowly, and they were the first evangelists, mm-hmm. which again, like you said, should be a huge comfort to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it just goes to show the kind of heart that our Lord has. Mm-hmm. We, we don't serve a God that's out there trying to seek and pursue the rich and the high and manner and the lofty, right? Which that is comforting because guess who's not high and lofty, exactly. rich, me, you, right? That's not what we want. Yep. Um, and I, that just, oh gosh, the humility of our Lord. That was another thing that Malone went in on was the humility of our Lord, mm-hmm. swaddling clothes in a manger. Yep. The, I mean, we just, I we miss it so many times. Oh man. Oh, Jesse, I could hang out here all day. Yeah. All right, so on a page turn, I wanted to talk about this—the mm-hmm. word Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you hear that word, what is? Well, let's have like a, a question for you on this one, because okay. this this were ever since, and I'm gonna pull up the lyrics of this song. Okay, and if we get a chance, we might uh, um, we might you know, play a little bit of it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll wait and see. But. There's a song that we used to sing at North Greenville, uh, that when it came out, it, it was, it's not a Christmas song, but it, it kind of sounds like it. Mm-hmm. But when it came out, it struck me and I, I showed it to you, I think, yeah. um, uh, but it's called Starlight Oh yes, uh, by Bethel. Now we're not going <laughs> to talk about that whole thing. If you hear it, just listen to the music. I'm going to give my two cents for every listener real quick. Yeah. Okay. Bethel three to four years ago had solid music being put out. Their theology is on another world. That's why I don't play anything that's not three or four years old usually. Yeah, right. Then we're not going to get into that's going to be a conversation for season two. So if you want to know my thoughts on music, (laughs) Uh come back for season two. Not getting into it today, but this is an older song. The lyrics are good. Uh, you're like starlight in the dark. Endless miles can't conceal you. I love mm-hmm. that that whole idea. And every glimmer is a spark, catching fire as you break through. Oh, you're not far away. You're coming close. Mm-hmm. And oh, even as I wait, you're coming close. But going into the Emmanuel part, that's the part I love. You are closer. You are here with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You are infinite. Your glory has no end, Jesus. Um, and so I just... And when I first heard this song, kind of hit me back that word, the the line "Emmanuel," because I've never heard "Emmanuel" spoken of before hearing this, not in a Christmas song. Yeah, it was always in a Christmas song. That, that yeah, and that word was almost reserved just, just for, Christmas for Christmas time, which frustrates me. It's a fault because there is no other name. Okay, well, pause. I love Adonai, which means "My Lord" in Hebrew, but. Second to that, Emmanuel, there's no other name in the scriptures that strikes my affections for the Lord when I hear it
1: like Emmanuel. But, and that's, that's for a reason, right? What does that name tell us? That God is with us. Yes. And that is the, well, yes, it should
0: be like talked about extremely at. Uh, At Christmas because of the narrative, and now Jesus has incarnate, come to be with his people. He is with us, but for the believer here today, there's even a farther, deeper understanding of that word, because now the Spirit dwells within you as a believer. He's with you every minute, every second, every microsecond. Well, see, there's
1: a line in that song. About to start preaching. Yeah, there's a line in that song that says, closer to me than the oxygen I breathe. Yeah, Yeah, what? How'd you...
0: You're good. Yeah. You are closer than the very oxygen I'm breathing in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I breathe you in.
1: Which to me, I mean, what you, that is a very good visual way to think about yes. God with us.
0: Yes. Why? Because, because
1: what is your source of life right now? Oxygen. Right.
0: And that goes even to a farther deeper understanding that your source of life shouldn't just be the physical oxygen you're breathing. It should be the spirit and spirit alone.
1: But not even... Yeah, that. Exactly. But also, how close... (laughs) How, yes. How close and personal is that? It's one of those very personal visual things that can help you in your worship.
0: Yes, absolutely. And how it spurs your affections.
1: Absolutely. um, Because... It's
0: not the, the music that makes the song. The the, emo- right. the, the music of the song is great, it's, but it's not the music that makes the song emotional. It's the lyric. Correct. And this, so that one's yours. Well, mine is the Emmanuel part, but there's no hard unseen. Mm. There's no space between you and I. Meaning, that is how close. There, that, there's not even an ounce of space. And then yeah. the whole form of oxygen. Yeah. But... I wanted to bring about that name, Emmanuel, because the application of it, which is where we'll turn the page in just a second. But I'm telling you, dude, in the hard days, in, in, in the joyous days, but in the hard days is when I remember that name, Emmanuel, that that's that's the Lord I've put my faith in, is Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. That every time I hear that preach, like when my mom was preaching on Emmanuel, it was two weeks ago, I think. When I heard it, I started crying. Mm. I mean it. It should, as a believer, it should strike a different chord string to us when we hear Emmanuel. I, I. That's just my opinion. Yeah. We are so close to the Lord that when we hear His name, mm. so like people, you know, some people they hear the name of Jesus. Yeah. And for me, it's I, the name of Jesus. Is I love the name of Jesus. That's, that's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> but Yeshua. It's yeah. the one that strikes me yeah. because what Yeshua means means salvation. Anytime I, I I'm, when I was in Hebrew and we would read and read the name Joshua, you understand that that is the origin, Those the name Yeshua, the origin of Joshua and all that stuff is together. But um, I forgot what movie it is. Uh, it might be the passion of the Christ and rather whatever your opinion is of that. But, when someone says Yeshua, and it just struck a different note, mm-hmm. um, but I love the names of our Lord mm-hmm. because they're unlike anything else. You know, yeah, they're unlike anything else. And I, I'm, I'm studying the Old Testament a lot, and anytime I study the Old Testament, and I, uh, I come across, for I am the Lord your God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. And when he's, and I'm the God of Israel, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you, <laughs> yes, are. you are.
1: Oh, man. Oh,
0: that's some good pages turned right there, brother. Yeah, that was good. Well, it's Wednesday, my dudes. My dudes. <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. Um, And I'm about to throw down on my kids tonight. It's the last Wednesday they get me for 2020. So mm. we're, about to, we're about to put them out the good way. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, it's, uh, I was telling Jesse, this Jesse, this one I'm pointing at. If you're not watching, I'm sorry. You can't see that. Um, And I look like I'm freezing over here because I am. Um, I've Are got you, three layers on. God, I'm freezing, it's dude. It's burning up in this corner. Dude, I'm cold-natured. Um, it's because you're spitting fire over there, bro, you know? <sharp inhale> <laughs> uh, super hot fire. But um, and I was telling Jesse earlier. Uh, we were listening to a song that I'm not going to spoil. We're going to save for it. Because it's so coming. It's coming. It's coming, people. It's coming. Don't worry. Uh, but we were listening to this morning. There's just uh, been an interesting season. Got done with seminary, finished that book, Remember Death, praise God. Um, but that book has really just changed the way I look at life in general. Um, yeah. And last night we went and visited some of our shut-ins, some of our cancer mm. patients, and took them baked goods that our um, girls had baked uh, here at the youth. And we went around and prayed with them and dude, there's just, there's not, there's no words to express the joy that you can bring to someone's life yeah. by the simple things. Yeah. It, you know, we went and saw the Freeman family and dude, it's just, ah, it, it's just heartbreaking, mm. um, to see what people are going through. Um, see, you know, and but it's encouraging as well though, to know that, where we were united in Christ, that no matter what comes our way physically in life, it's nothing compared to the future glory that's going to be revealed, Romans 8, 18. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Com- and, and so that was what Miss Margaret was constantly just said, how's Andy doing? She said, he is a warrior. He's a trooper. He's fighting. And it was just so encouraging. And then we got to see Mr. Doug, Mm. Doug, Mr. Doug came out. I mean, you would not know what he, you wouldn't know he's going through something.
1: You really would not know. Nope.
0: And, um, shout out to my brother, Mr. Ronnie Harrison got to see my brother. I hadn't seen Mr. Ronnie in a hot minute and just got to go visit people that, um, have not been able to come to church because of what they've got going on and all this with COVID. And so what Mm -hmm. I was, where I'm getting at with that is the application to leave out on this, you know, um, is in this season, again, I can't emphasize it enough to my kids and to anyone, but in this season, um, take a moment, take a second, sit back, praise the father for what you have. Right. And then share that with someone else. Right, dude, there's nothing I need for Christmas. Right. And, and I have, I'll, I'll be the first to confess. I have a bad habit about buying clothes. Right. And like, i I have a bad habit about that kind of stuff. But I, I had to really come to a census with myself. There there's nothing
1: that I need. God has provided everything I need. Yeah. This and is the exact conversation Johnny and I had this morning.
0: My Johnny, Mr. Johnny.
1: Johnny Poozer. I'm telling you, he's dude, that, coming on. That man, oh my gosh. He, yeah. he was he was he telling was me about <laughs> he was, dude. He was telling me about contentment and yeah. loving what the Lord gives you. And it spoke. Yeah. I mean it it would go. So
0: it's just one of those things like we have to know what true contentment is in mm-hmm. Christ says to, to to be believers, you gotta be able to find contentment in him and him alone.
1: Well, see that kind of goes along. You you did the Remember Death book. I just finished up to live is Christ, to die is gain. And part of that was Paul was talking about um, your favorite misquoted Bible verse, I can do all things through Christ who yeah. strengthens me. 413. Yeah. So he was there you go. Um, so he was talking about how what Paul meant by that is he has been to the extreme highs yes. and the extreme lows. And in both of those moments he found his contentment in nothing more than Christ yes. alone. Like he was at Lydia's house who was how did Matt Chandler put it? Basically the CEO of Prada. And so he was probably eating well, sleeping in these awesome beds, getting good night's sleep, comfort, peace. Nothing but God. He was then arrested, tortured. Nothing but God. Like yeah, Christ alone is the contentment. And that's the,
0: I think that's the most painful thing about Christmas for me as a believer is that the American church is, we're supposed to be the ones that understand what Christmas truly means and we've right. done a poor job of it and it, it is we've got to find our contentment in that name Emmanuel that God is with us that that's enough um I just I man there's well, so much I want to go in on with that
1: let that be a uh what is it called let that be a a, a charge to everybody yeah. less than you and myself included let's make sure that this season that people around us that may not know Christ, let them see that we are content in, in Christ. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause, cause it's, it's hard for me too. I get caught up in the season. Yeah. It's a very, uh, tradition based, yeah. um, nostalgic
0: yeah. thing. I mean, I love buying stuff for people. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I do. I will spend a lot of money buying stuff for people. <laughs> I love to give gifts. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's easy to get caught up in the traditions of what we do as a family, Mm. all of that. But I'm really just praying that the Lord keeps me really, really close and clean with this season and the uh, whole concept of, Lord, make me content with you and everything. So, well, that's our charge to you. And that's our charge to the new year, because when we turn to new year, we got some good stuff coming, January 19th and so forth. Looking forward to that. I'm excited. Let me say, hey, and I will say this to close because we ain't going to have another episode. We don't know what the new year brings, but do you know what we do know? God is with us. Mm. He's already there. Did you know that? Did you know he transcends time? Did you know that he's already existing there? So, hey, we love y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us this year. Uh, we look forward to many, many, many more amazing times where we can just proclaim the gospel through this outlet Um, but if you need anything, you know where to find us. We love you praying for, uh, anyone out there that's having a tough time this season. Hey, another thing, if you want us to pray for you, email me coffee at Vern at gmail.com. We would love coffee with with Vern, Vern, coffee with Vern at gmail.com. That's (laughs) it. We would love to pray with you. So Shabbat Shalom, go in peace. Merry Christmas. We'll see you January 19th.